Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey guys, it's Malls. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Just a quick message before the show. Don't forget to subscribe in iTunes. It's super helpful for us and super helpful for you. You can also call 323-450-7408 to get your calls on the show. Again, 323-450-7408. Or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thanks so much. Hey guys, how are you? It's episode 137? 137, yeah. Of Please Advise, and it's just your two moms today. Just me and Christina doing this episode (laughs) alone. And not because someone bailed or because we couldn't get a guest, but because I realized it's been a while since the two of us just took calls together. Yeah, and we had like a little chat as girlfriends. Girlfriends. Like, okay, first of all, at the top of the show, just to get this over with before we get into all of our girlfriend stuff, you guys, we need to get some more calls from you. I know it's a summer. I know that uh, your lives are hopefully light on drama, but we do want to remind you that we're not here just to take your drama calls. If you have co- like questions about you know uh, TV, movies, skincare, uh, nail cooking. colors, cooking, um, whatever, like what superhero shit. I don't know whatever <laughs> the fuck you're into. I can answer those. I just yeah. watched the Wonder Woman movie. Was it good? It was. It was okay. So. It was good because it made me feel good. Yeah. Like, I, I wanted to beat up all the guys. Yeah. And I was like, oh, if that little boost in confidence I got from the- watching that movie, like, now I get why guys are so confident. They're just, like, portrayed as these, like, ass-kicking heroes. And yeah. just even watching, like, two hours of a one woman do it. Yeah. Totally changed my, like, day <laughs> and my energy. That's good. And I'm going to take my mom to see it when she comes out because her name is also it. Diana. Yeah. So she's about that. Yeah. Diana's going to be a guest on the show, too. So you she guys is. have to call because if Christina's mom's going to be a guest, I mean, come on now. You want advice from Diana. Yeah, you do, actually, because she has her shit together. <laughs> Worked uh, for New York schools for years. She is so HR manager for almost 30 years. Yep. She raised two kids that went to college. Yep. Married for... Almost 40 years. Happily. Happily, happily. Like, they still kind of make out with each other, which I'm making, like, a gross <laughs> face, but I'm. it's also, like, really endearing. Yeah, it's very sweet. They're really <laughs> – and they're just a really cute couple that aren't, like, codependent freaks. Like, I always been – I've been telling a lot of people lately – feel like your parents are codependent freaks. <laughs> um, you guys remember 323-450-7408 is the number to call. I know I say it at the very, very top of the show, but just in case you're skipping through that, 323-450-7408. And also you can email us at askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Voice notes sound really clear. You just take them on your iPhone then you, you know, email them to us and they sound very crisp and good. I think you can even take them on your computer and stuff. So I will say a note on the voice notes, like try to cap it off around three minutes because we've gotten 14 minute long voice notes. And I'm, I'm like, sorry, I can't. what? 
Yeah. Okay. See, that's out of control. Okay. We got to find a happy medium, guys. That's, and by the way, thank you for your level of participation. That is, I would say, the one bonus of the answering machine outside is that it does cut you off and make you self aware. Oh, people will leave four messages. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. That I, I mean, I know that, but like it at least forces yeah. a sense of awareness. Uh, that no, it's like sense of awareness, which is like I will say most of you who do get cut off realize that you have to like tighten up your story and then you call and then you do. And that's fantastic. Yeah. Um so anyway, yeah, call us, you guys. Uh we need your calls to make the show. It's very, very, very important. All right. Um with that said, I want to talk about like some stuff that's going on. We don't know the results of the end of your favorite show yet, which is the drag race finale, which will have been oh. last week. Are you yeah. Nervous and excited? I'm really excited. I actually don't know who I want to win. Yeah. And I've never been in a predicament like that before in any sort of competition reality show that I've watched. Like, yeah. I don't watch a lot of reality, but I do watch a lot of like competition shows. I don't yeah. know why. Um, but I like the it was a little bit RuPaul's friend race, which is what they say when like they're not they try to be like buddy buddies together. Like we're all in this together. Yeah. Like people don't want to see that when they watch the show. It's not RuPaul's best friend race. Yeah. So it was a little bit of that. But then this reunion special was like the cause came out like I was like, where has this person been all season? Yeah. <laughs> and what was like the big like turnaround thing? Well, Everybody started ganging up on one of the former contestants. Her name was Valentina. Uh-huh. And she was kind of controversial because she's only been in the game about 10 months. She's like 23 years old. She's LA local. Yeah. She was very beautiful. Some of her looks were really stunning. But um, people think that she coasted a lot and she didn't really have like that kind of like well-rounded drag queen talent of like comedy or like pageantry yeah. or like um, – Acting and singing. She was just beautiful. And so there was a – so she had to lip sync for her life. That's when they're in the bottom two. That's what they have to do. And she had a veil on because she was like a bullfighter or something like that. I forgot what her thing was. And she performed it with the veil on and RuPaul was like, stop. You need to take off your mask. And she was like, I would prefer not to. And then then RuPaul's like, this is lip sync for your life. We need to see your lips. And then she took it off, and it was very clear, like, she didn't know the words to the song. What song was it? I think it was an Ariana Grande song. I can't remember, and I'm going to get so much shit for it. Because I watch the sh- So I watch it every week in a gay bar yeah. called The Precinct in downtown LA. And it's the greatest thing. Like, we're all just like, yes. It's like watching sports. Yeah. Like, like, now I know what sports people like. I don't know. <laughs> so this is, like, my competitive sport. Yeah. Well, that's – I want to go with you next season. I was going to come this Monday. Then something happened. It's on my schedule downstairs. I remember every Monday that gets filled, I'm like, fuck, because it means two things. It means one, I'm missing – or Friday, time. sorry. Any Friday or Monday that gets filled, I think two things. One, it's always the Bachelor group on Monday. I mm. get screwed. They're so bad. I haven't gone to one. Oh, no. Uh, Which, like – Let's. I don't. I don't. Amy's not mad. She's not mad. I don't think she's happy. I think it means a lot when everyone comes. Uh, and then two, um, I haven't been able to go to this thing, and I wanted to go. But Fridays are the days that we do our um, our Mother May I Sleep with podcast recordings usually. Yeah, because that's like a good day to ask someone to come over and have some pizza. And I keep ordering really tiny pizzas by accident. <laughs> 
like I ordered like a pizza from I saw like Moza or whatever like delivers. Oh, I saw that downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. And so I ordered like a pizza thinking that it I was like, oh, there's only one size. I wasn't thinking like, I don't know. Oh, you thought the one size would be like for party and not like a personal pan situation? I didn't know it would be that small. Yeah. I thought maybe it would be like a medium size, which would be fine. Like everyone has like two little pieces. You know, you just need something to hold you over. But like, yeah, it was I've ordered tiny pizzas more than once. (laughs) Um, We both just watched Orange. I had to rewatch the finale because I got like a little bit distracted during the end of it. I was like working on some stuff sort of, which was a mistake. But um, I really loved the season. What did you think? It was really interesting because I thought, like, because of the premise, it's basically taking over the course of three days. I would get bored. It would I was feel like a little too. bit. Yeah, but I wasn't that bored. No. I felt like the flashback, and this is something that people have said online a lot. Um, I feel like the flashbacks have become less and less necessary to drive the narrative of the story. Yeah. Like, Red's flashback was kind of useless to me. I've heard know. some people, I thought Red's flashback was useless. I've heard some people say that they liked the fa- flashbacks, felt less like out of control like that they were more grounded Mm. but to me i never thought the flashbacks were out of control i mean to be honest like i don't think there is a uh you know a smooth um necessarily digestible series of circumstances that leads up to a woman going to prison so i have never really found too much fault in the backstories the one thing I will say, and that kind of annoyed me, is that, like, they try to give everyone a backstory of, like, here's why they are the way they are, and they're not really a bad person. It's because X right. happened to them. And I don't Or sometimes th- it is they are a bad – or, like, you know, like, with the – what's her name? Um, Moreno or whatever, the one who's in love with uh, – the one who's in love with love. Oh, yeah, but that one is, like, she's crazy, but, you know, it's, like, she has mental health issues. But she's issues. dangerous. Like, she's yeah. – like, there's there, – there's actually – there was there was not too much ex- – if she had just mental health issues, that'd be one thing. She's, like, a psycho. But she I don't – psychopathic tendencies. I don't think she's inherently evil. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the prison guard, I felt, like, was inherently evil and was kind of masochistic. Well, yeah. the one Piscatella. that got shot in the leg, but oh. also Piscatella. And then they changed Piscatella's storyline to be like, no, here's why he is the way he is towards female prisoners. It's not because he's misogynistic and a psychopath. It's because prisoners in general destroyed his, like, the love of his life. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dark. So I kind of wish they would have more people who are just inherently evil. Yeah. Because that exists in the world. I don't know. Yeah, it does. I mean, this also is the nature of the prison that they're in, too. Yeah. Which is that, like, you know, in order to have got done, pulled a murder and wind up in a white collar prison, you have to probably be like a pretty above board person in general. Can I tell you what my one of my favorite storylines was? Yes. It was um Flaca and I forgot the other character's name, but like yeah. they become like YouTube makeup star. Yeah. Yeah, that made total sense. <laughs> it was it was they did a good job with it. I felt like this season also had like much more millennial tone to it, which I really noticed in the writing. Like I think yes. they had new writers or something. I told you that. Like I felt like I could definitely hear like younger voices in the room. It was like more woke speech was happening. Yeah. Like this random like. To like the extent that it would be like, okay, like I don't think Red would say that or like I don't think, you know, whatever. But like there was, I mean, it was good. I thought it was good. Yeah. And much more internet-y like. Piper didn't annoy me as much this season. 100%. Yeah, she was a lot better. She was a lot better. She's tough. She's tough. I don't really like her or Alex. 
What did you think of the white girl singing dream girls moment? Um, you know, it's so interesting. I, well, I, I forgot, I forgot that that was part of that show for a second when you said that, like when I, I could picture the moment right away. I forgot that that was a part of this season. Um, you know, I think that there was incidents, like there was situations like that where I went to school where like we were like a more affluent white suburb and like we, I was definitely on like the lower end of that being in there. My mom worked to keep me in there because they were good schools. She was like a house cleaner, but most of the kids I went to school with, their parents were millionaires. They were very wealthy. And, um, inner cities, like the inner city school kids would like come in and like spend a week at school with us and like see what it was like. Or there would be Metco kids, which were kids that like were, you, they're usually black. I don't I think there was used to be a really long time where like people would ask, like, is there like a white or Hispanic Metco kid? Like no one could really think of one. Mm. There was a legend that maybe there was one in another school once, I remember. But for the most part, they were they were black kids from the inner city that came to our school every week um, and every day. And they, you know, spent three extra hours on the bus every day getting to and from, um, which is wild. But um yeah, it reminded me a lot of probably how they felt at our school. Mm. It made me think a lot about that. Yeah. I mean, it was always to be assumed, like, I, in my mind anyway, that, like, they were they didn't feel heard or that the opportunities that they wish they had or that there was, like, si- there were situations that should have been meant for them to shine where they just, like, didn't. Um, for a variety of reasons. I mean, because they were also against, like, you know, it was very rare for, like, a Metco kid to even take place in something like theater because, like, that was an after school rehearsal thing. And yeah. at that point, like your parent needed to come pick you up if you mm-hmm. were going to be at the school rehearsing until 7 p.m. anyway. There was a late bus for Metco, so you could like do some sports or something. But like for in general, if you were an inner city kid that came to Lexington High School, like you didn't really take place in the after school activities to the same extent. I do wonder why they chose that play. <laughs> but I mean, it was for that moment well that was also i think that the other part of it was like that's that's them this season they're like <laughs> what you know like that's they chose like the flashiest play. i mean just to, first of all like no school play during that stage of rehearsal would they be in their wigs and their dresses <laughs> and like just the three girls like in, alone with the theater teacher like there i mean there's there's very few schools that are that or they can put a teacher on that few kids. Were you ever in a school play? I did stage like stage crew. <laughs> what did you do in stage crew? Like whatever needed to be done. Like lights or like props or whatever. <laughs> what? That gave more credence to your mom's lesbian theory. No, I just uh, <laughs> I I wasn't really like a I was talked about this like I wasn't really like allowed. Mm. Yeah. Entertainment-y things. Yeah. Like, it just wasn't like, yeah. It wasn't like, I don't know how, I don't know how to describe it. I don't think I was really allowed or, like, encouraged. Mm. Or, like, then, like, also, it became a thing, too, where it was just, like, obvious. The same parts went to the same five girls every year. Oh, yeah. There was always, like, we had a, like, I think her name was, like, Angela Gianetti or something like that. Yeah. Who, like, always got all the parts because she was the one person with a very amazing voice or, like, 
the only one the teacher cared about. Or we had ones two words like we had one girl who got practically everything because her parents owned a dance studio. So she'd been like doing choreography since she was five years old. Like, you know, just like, you know, privilege within the privilege, you know, definitely for sure. Like there was parents that invested in their children as artists. And there was also parents that were like <laughs> my mom that were just like, do the play, don't do the play. I don't give a you know? <laughs> <laughs> My mom just wanted to make sure I was doing well in school. You That's know? good, though. Yeah. But uh, you were in plays. I was up until middle school. Why did you stop? Uh, I started getting stage fright. Okay. And I also didn't think that I was as good as I wanted to be. What do you mean? Like, my talent wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. So you were, like, just, like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to do it. Okay. That's, like, the story of my life. Okay. <laughs> but how is your, your talent supposed to get better if you don't work at it? Right. Now, as an adult, I realize that. Yeah. And I, like, I regret, because I think I actually would have enjoyed doing something in the theater. Yeah. Um, Whether it's writing or, like, being a performer or something. Yeah. Um, But... My parents were just kind of like, do what you want. Yeah. And like, well, it's like a soft encouragement. It wasn't like, I'm the kind of person where I need someone to kind of be on me about stuff. Yeah. And then so my parents weren't like that. And so I feel bad because my mom's coming next week. <laughs> so oh, I hope she doesn't fine. listen to this. But like, they were just kind of like, you want to do it, do it. If you don't, don't worry about it. Yeah. And it's kind of like I needed someone to kind of, I needed like a little bit more harder encouragement, I guess. Yeah. I yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of a weird topic for me. Like, I, I kind of, like, hated the after-school activities I did. I kind of, like, never was doing the ones I wanted to do. I also think that, like, I was under the impression that I didn't have the discipline for them, which I don't think is true because mm-hmm. I was a pretty disciplined person. I just think that I was chronically in the wrong after-school activities. Like, on soccer team. Like, why would I ever be on the soccer team? Like, that so has nothing to do with my personality. Yeah. Um, Swim team, sure. But, like, it, just weird. it was just weird. I don't know. Chronically in the wrong activity. I think the only thing I ever did that was, like, I was good at was knitting at the library. I love that for you. Yeah. I became pretty good at knitting. But I, I knew how to knit before the program. So, the program. <laughs> The prison program I was in where I knitted quilts. Um, Well, Christina, do you want to take some phone calls? Yes, we should. Okay, cool. Hey, guys. um, Love the pod. Love you guys. Um, I had a question. So I know you celebrated three years together for the pod. Uh, I know you were friends before you guys started this. So in the last three years in doing the pod, what has surprised you the most to – to learn about each other in doing this. Anyways, love it. Listen every week. Bye. So I guess I should mention first that that was Ryan Bailey. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. I didn't know it was you. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Friend of of my life. How are you? (laughs) I am (laughs) so hungry. I'm ordering a pizza right now. Um... It's a very pizza-heavy episode. It's a pizza-heavy episode, and it's also funny because, like, last night I did this exact same thing, (laughs) except I was very stoned because I had just gotten my very – I had just gotten my my weed card renewed because my weed card is up, baby. 
it was time to get a new weed card already. So I was like, okay, word. I'm going to order. I'm going to go like, I'm going to go get all this weed. And then I came home and I was like, I want to eat a couple gummy bears. So I had like 25 milligrams, which is a small amount. But it's been a really long time. I haven't like been like using weed. I haven't been like, (laughs) I haven't been using a lot of weed lately. So I had like these four gummy bears and I was like, or these uh, five gummy worms. And I was like on my ass. So like in the middle of the lifetime pot, I just go like, I want pizza. And I ordered pizza to the house. Uh, now Now here I am doing it again. Look. Uh, to answer your question, Ryan, things that I have learned in the last three years doing this podcast with Christina, I have to say, like, I haven't learned anything new. Like, you're still the person I knew you were. It's just our lives have changed. So, like, there's been changes in our lives, but it's mm-hmm. not like, oh, like, huge like, surprise about Christina's personality has come out, like, through <laughs> this, like, like I, I knew who you were like before. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Is that how you would describe it? I would say, yeah, it was like, or I learn a bit a little bit more about why through you answering a question, like something else in your life will make sense to me, or something else that you do or that you might be sensitive to will start to make sense to me. Um, and I'm like, oh, that's probably where that came from, or something like that. Got it. So it's like this doing this show has given me more context. And I think also like you've learned little tidbits about my life too. Yeah. From answering those questions. Like it led it leads us to stories that we like that didn't come up casually in the six years that we were friends beforehand. Yeah, that's definitely true. That's definitely true. I guess I was assuming he meant like, did you learn that like Well, I could say one thing I learned about you. What? You you need a little time to warm up when you wake up. Oh yeah. 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 You didn't know that about me? I didn't know that about you. Oh, that's like a pretty well-known thing, I think. About yeah. Me. <laughs> you need I, a little warming up. Yeah, I needed I needed some time in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. But that's more like since we started doing it at my house. Yeah. Yeah. And like sometimes especially it all depends. Like there's been times where I've been up for hours when you've gotten here. Mm-hmm. But like lately, especially it's I've been doing the lifetime podcast the night before, so I'm up late. And I'm tired or if I go out, forget it. Like, I'm exhausted. And I am still a growing girl. Like, <laughs> I, I, if I can catch 12 hours, I will. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it'll be, like, right up until the guest comes. And yeah. I'm, like, I'm just doing my thing over here in this room. But you also, like, for example, today, like, when you texted on the way over, you're like, I'm going to Starbucks. Do you want anything? I was like, yeah, thank you. Like, do you want breakfast? You're like, I ate at 7 a.m. <laughs> And I'm like, awake I'm kinda, at five every I'm day. Kind of like laughing to myself too, because I'm like, God, it's your weekend, Christina. Like, you like eat at nine, like sleep, just get it like a couple more hours. I just can't. Like, there's something about like when I wake up, as opposed to you, I'm completely opposite. Like when I wake up, you're up. I'm like ready to start the day. Like, there's no adjustment period. Like, I'm just like, okay, um, I guess I'm gonna do like laundry and stuff, and like I'll have my laundry done by like nine o'clock. Sometimes. You must have like a really solid REM cycle, maybe. But I only really get like six hours of sleep every day. But that's yeah, the, your REM cycle happens like in the middle of that. Like it happens from like there's certain hours of the night. I want to say like from like eleven to three. You're yeah. m- most likely to do your REM cycle. Yeah, and I come from a family of like morning birds. Like, yeah, all of them. We all wake up super early, regardless of what day it is. Even my niece is an early bird. Yeah, that makes me so happy. But um, <laughs> I can't wait to have breakfast with her. But uh, even 
But like I can be bipolar about it too. Like sometimes I'm up at like 3 a.m. ready to start my day. Mm. It depends on where I'm at in my like cycle of work and sleep too. Like if I'm working really hard on something creatively, I'm usually like up later at night and then more exhausted in the morning and kind of take my time and spend more like quiet. It definitely has drawbacks for me. Like, my brain stops working. Like, I stop being really, really productive, like, around 4 o'clock. I was going to say 4 p.m., right? Yeah. 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 But when I, I wake up early, that's when I stop, basically, for the day. Yeah. Like, 4 o'clock, I'm kind of done. But I, like, I had been working since, like, like 6 in the morning. You right. You know what I mean? So it's, like, the same productive period. And I also get really, really tired at around, like, 9, 30, 10. Yeah. Even when I'm out. And yeah. that kind of sucks. Like, I have a thing to, tonight at 9, and I'm like, oh, no, I either terrible. have to, like, chug a soda or maybe get, like, some espresso or something like that. Yeah, because you don't nap, right? No, I can't nap. That's the other thing. I Like, I only really nap if I'm sick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know how to do the 9 p.m. thing. It sucks. It really sucks. Yeah. It's kind of like, awful. I very rarely agree to do that. And if I do, I usually, like, that's the point where I, like, call a friend that I know has Adderall and says, like, hey, can I, like, steal <laughs> Because half half an Adderall, like I, because I first of all, I can't really be on Adderall because I just wind up feeling like a crackhead. But like, it's my only fighting chance of being able to socially survive past like eight thirty out of the house. Oh my gosh! And I also need constant food. Once I'm out of like after a certain point, like I need to be fed every hour and a half. Like when I'm drinking or something, like I just need to have like a piece of pizza or something like every hour and a half. Or, it's the pizza, yeah. Yeah, or I can't fall asleep. Well, I haven't been drinking, but like yeah. in but in like in at nighttime, you have to keep me up by like putting sugar in my body at all times. It's tough. Yeah. The struggle is real. Struggle is really fucking real. <laughs> um and to think that like we used to just go like I or not we, but like I used to just <laughs> go out and like I'd be able to stay up and drink. Like, yes, I'd be tired. I'd be exhausted. Sometimes it would be way too late for me, but it was physically possible for me to stay up to like four o'clock in the morning drinking with my friends. Oh my god, yeah. I used to do that in my early twenties when I was living in New York. Yeah. And I don't know how I did that. <laughs> Like you, oh, we're we're not going out until eleven. Like that's when our night is starting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like I, if I hung I, out with twenty one year olds now, I'd just be like, I even hated that in college. Though it was like when people would be like, "We're gonna go out around 11. I'd be like, "What? <laughs> like, the bar opens at eight, though. Like, why not just get it done? Like, let's just go go and get it. Like, what what pops off at eleven? You know what I mean? Like, I don't really know what popping off is. And like for me, I'm like, oh, you mean when the club gets really crowded and uncomfortable to be at? <laughs> Okay, got it. Yeah, that's when I want to be there. I've always <laughs> we got to been... hurry up and stand in line for a half an hour. Maybe that's where cool. I exhibit the most confidence in life. Like that's where I'm at the bar for a completely different reason than everyone else. Because if everyone else is there to be seen or something at 11 p.m., I'm like, I'll be seen at eight. That's enough. Like, <laughs> if you see, if you're gonna see me, you'll see me at 8 p.m. <laughs> um, oh man. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Chris. I mean, like, Chris, I, Christina's had so much personal growth. I guess I I could say there's similar things where it's like, but I, I know, like, a lot of your, like, picky things, like, oh, I don't like, you know, I don't like this kind of food or I don't like that. Sometimes I think I act surprised because I forget, but I can't really think of anything outside of, like, you, like, just growing as a person. Yeah. That I'm like, I never knew that or I didn't assume that about Christina or didn't, like, want, you know, like think it was implied you know like there was a lot of things that like i kind of just knew 
There was a moment on the show that kind of prompted my readiness to like come out publicly. And that was like, we got a question about a woman who was bisexual and one was wondering if she should come out to her sewing circle. Oh yeah. And I didn't answer because I wasn't publicly out. Yeah. And I was just kind of like feeling shitty about it. And I still remember that feeling and listening to like you weigh in and like I, I think I remember you guys giving good advice, but I just kind of felt like I had personal experience that was pertinent and also just like wondering, oh, I remember wondering the same thing at the same exact time. Yeah. As this person was. Well, her predicament was, if you remember, like she knew she was in the sewing circle and she really liked it, but like she knew that a lot of the women in the group were very conservative. Yes. And yes. and basically like she just was like, do I put myself in this position to potentially open myself up to alienation and the thing that I enjoy the most? But like I also don't want to like hide who I am from these people. That was an interesting call too because it's it's something where it's like if it's work, then it's a definite no. Like I don't think your workers necessarily, especially if you work at a place where it's like you're not close to these people, you have no reason for them to know unless you feel like you want to bring them in on your life. Like it's not really anyone at work's business. If you don't want to tell them. Yeah. But at a sewing circle, like, there's a social sort of thing implied, which is, like, a different thing. Yeah, you talk about your life experiences. And yeah. Like also, sewing circle is a euphemism for, like, lesbian stuff. Yeah, that's so that, what they call it, you guys. Just that. so for all y'all at home who didn't think that we knew, we know. Yes. We know what you're talking about when you're going here. But at the same time, to me, there's value in being – and, you know – by no means should everyone feel like they have to um, be a champion for what they are. But I think there is a sense of having people know what you are because they can see an example of like, oh, that's someone close to me. It's not yeah. so weird. You know, they're they're just normal. They just like who they like. Why would they? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Even if they are in a conservative circle, like at least they know and like. You know, if they want to kick you out of it, then that's more – they're shitty people. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just giving you the opportunity to just exist with the same freedoms to talk about their love life as as you should have. I agree with that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Fuck that sewing circle, man. I hope you burnt that place to the ground. <laughs> Yeah, if you are the caller who called us about that, give us an update. Yeah, I, I, I want to know. It was a couple know. years ago, but I would love to know what happened. I want to know how to uh, make cauliflower pizza crust. Do you think that's actually good? Yeah, I think it's so good. Cauliflower pizza? Yeah, it's so good. They make one at the Springs. It's so good. The New Yorker in me is skeptical. about that. But- I mean, it's different. It's not like, oh, yum. Like, this is definitely pizza. Like, it's just like. Oh, like this is like a delicious, like it's cheesy, it's pizza-y, it's like saucy, it has like things on it. It it ta- <laughs> it it tastes good. Like if you like nut cheese and like all that stuff anyway, you would like it. And then like it's just like the right spices and cauliflower would you know, it was basically tasteless mm-hmm. once you add in all that other stuff. Yeah. It's good. It's real good. I gotta try it. Yeah, but I have a dehydrator in the in the garage, but I have to like I want to do it in the dehydrator so it's like proper because mm. that's when it gets like all crispy and good as fuck. <laughs> good mm. to know. Yeah, it's really good. Not to like derail this the, the conversation <laughs> about your bisexuality. Yeah. I just 
<laughs> I want to so learn. It's how okay, to- you're bisexual, but like, can we talk about cauliflower <laughs> pizza? But that's the truth of friendship, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like you guys bounce around from conversation to conversation. It's like yeah. you go from talking about that teacher who looked at you weird. This is how much I don't care about you being bisexual. How do I get a cauliflower <laughs> pizza going up in here? And that's why you're awesome, Molly. You're welcome, girl. Um, no, you guys are awesome. Thank you again for three years. Fucking call the show so Ryan Bailey doesn't have to call and ask his <laughs> inane questions. We did not ask him to call us, though. No. He did that on his own. He did that on his own. Thank you, Ryan. You're a good friend. To all of us. Um, okay, let's take our next call. Eight inches cut. Eight inches cut, baby. <laughs> Hi, Malls. Hi, Christina. Hi, guests. Um, I'm calling. I have a uh, essentially a problem with a friend. Um, I always call this person like my best friend. Um, we we knew each other. We like went to high school together. We knew each other for a while, but um, we started working at the place about like same place. Not the place that would be a weird place, but the same place about six years ago, um, and we became really close then. Um, like we just spent, I mean, we spent like all of our free, we spent all day together, obviously, then all of our free time together. Um, we were just like instantly just best friends. Um, like vacation together, would leave town to go to um, the concert together. Just. I mean, we kind of just essentially, like, ignored all of our other friends for, like, a significant amount of, like, years and spent all of our time together. We were, like, those two people who, um, like, have no time for other people and their relationships because we um, are just obsessed with one another. Um, I know. I can't explain it. That was just our friendship. But um, I left that job, and um, our relationship changed a little bit when that happened just because we weren't spending all day together. Um, so we obviously weren't, you know, as close. Um, and when I left that job, then I got into a relationship and, um, she didn't like the person I was dating. So it started, we started just to hang out like less and less, but we're still close. But, um, now it's just like hanging out is just, it's so much trouble. Like I can't, um, when every time we try to make plans, there's an issue. Like there's always some sort of like fighting around making plans. Like we, it just, it, it can't happen. Something that's stupid is just like watching Pretty Little Liars together it turns into like a fiasco. Um, she has this like thing where she now um, is like a um, like a, a deputy director, but she's essentially in charge of where I used to work. She still works there, and so she I still hang out with a lot of like friends I made at that job, and she won't come. So I'll have like birthday things or. Um, like different different things that I would like her to be at and her big things like she can't go because um she doesn't want to be around people she um is in charge of at work and that's fine and I completely respect that. Um then I saw her out Saturday night with um a bunch of people I didn't recognize and we live in like a smaller um like town in Pennsylvania so just like who are these people like it's weird I don't know who you're with and um she's like oh these are people I um like all like the newer people at work now like these are people who started at work since like you left I'm like oh so you just can't like it's me again so obviously this message is very long but anyway so she was out with people she now works with who work for her um so that like really bothered me because it's like okay so you can't um, come to work things 
when it's like something that I'm involved with, um, like again, like my birthdays, but you can go with these new people. Um, I don't know. The whole thing bothered me. Um, and so now all this week, it's just had me thinking like, should I even be trying? Should I, um, be putting in any effort to make this friendship still work? Um, again, like I said, we were really close. Like we went through like, um, like best together, um, just a lot of like really big life stuff together. Um, and that time frame when we were really close, I think is why, um, you know, we were instantly just like such great friends, but, I um I don't know if I'm like silly continuing and I don't know if I should or I don't know if I'm just like blowing this all out of proportion and sound um like a crazy person. I don't know. I don't know what I should do. Um just please advise. Thank you. I mean, maybe she just feels differently about these work people. Yeah. I mean, maybe your last work environment she just didn't. I mean Yeah, I mean I think this is weird because we've gotten we've gotten a rash of phone calls lately that's like I'm having trouble with my best friend. Yeah. And it sounds to me like if when you get into these situations where you're having trouble connecting to someone who's very close to you. Yeah. Be conscious of be conscious of who's putting in the effort. And so if you're putting in all the effort to make it happen, right. You can you should be able to assess that like that other person is not interested in per- they're like, not. putting in the work to make the relationship work because all relationships work are work that's regardless a very good of point. how much you love each other and how well you get along you, you you put in the work to make it work that's exactly right sometimes it's like you're gonna find yourself in these situations where it becomes a little bit apparent that like you're you know not as high on their call sheet as as they are on yours you know and I would say we have a pretty good like reciprocity with that. Like yeah. we're we're up there on each other's list, but like there are certain friends that it's just like you don't hear from for a while, and sometimes it's not personal. There's and then you realize that oh, we're both just people that forget to like Stacey Jones and I are like that. For example, like sometimes we just forget to call for a while, but every time we meet up, it's like NBD. There's no like I've been trying to see you, and like where have you been? Like when you are in a position with someone like that, where it's already kind of like yeah, so like. Where have you been the last like 15 times I've wanted to hang out? Like I see you out on Facebook doing this or doing this. It's not like you're not socializing. And that's where it's like you kind of need to either a sometimes realize that people are not always very self-aware and they kind of need to be watched into their self-awareness where they say something to you like where you say to them, look like I totally get that you're like and like enamored with your new job situation and really excited to be there and this is like a big deal for you. And I just like kind of want to know, like, is this more like you're amped on the job or is this like you're less amped on us? That's actually really good advice because that's something that I forget a lot that people aren't necessarily as self-aware. And so sometimes I get so worked up of like, how could you not know this? Yeah. And it's like some people have their heads up their own asses. Yeah. Or even just like some people, it's not a big deal to them or they weren't raised that way or like, you know, whatever seems obvious to you. I think this is, you know, it's like why... It's why I say all, all the time on this show, no matter what the subject, like, don't want if you walk around assuming that other people n- are working with the same knowledge base as you, you're going to be really frustrated. Mm-hmm. And like, I do know that to be true of myself is that I hold people to my moral standard a lot, which can be very unfair, especially if no one's been given the Molly McAleer playbook, which like doesn't exist. Like when I just get frustrated with people because they don't like know how to act right. Mm-hmm. Um 
But that's my version of how to act right. And I think that I also hold get so angry at people because I kind of like hold myself to that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I put myself yeah. through hell to like meet the standards that I require. Yeah. You know, so like you better like get it. And it's like, well, 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 well get what? <laughs> like, you know, that's like a, that's a, those are rules that I made up. Those are things that I feel like I have to follow. Um, and I definitely have my things like that where it's like, well, I would have done that. And it's like, well, so what? Like, just because, you know, like I, doesn't and it doesn't mean I'm right or wrong. You know what I mean? It just might mean that the conclusion that I've come to isn't in the popular opinion yet, or it's not what everyone is taught, or it's not what everyone wants to do anyway. Like it's a tough it's a tough pill to swallow when you when you realize that basically that like it's just like one of those invisible guns that I'm always like referring to on the show that you walk around with, like expecting people to like know that like at any moment you could whip this gun out and hold it to their head over something that they don't even know that they did, you know? Mm. But maybe your friend is also separating herself and she doesn't know how to tell you that she's like kind of like not really feeling it so much anymore. Maybe she's moved on with these new work friends and, you know, the the friendship that you guys started out with isn't really in the same place, you know? Yeah, I was going to say there's kind of, like, two things at play here. Either, like, you guys have grown up and grown apart, and I think the boyfriend thing also plays a factor into it. Like, when you don't like your friend's boyfriend, that also factors into how you view them, because sometimes you can be like, really, this schmuck? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, And then if they're the type of person to always want to be around their boyfriend, you're not going to want to hang out with them. Yeah. You know, so maybe take that into consideration. But there's also like, okay, so you need to assess either like you guys are kind of over for good or you're both kind of entering a growth period. And, you know, she is who she is around you. You guys have been friends for a long time, but maybe she wants to explore her personality around new people like cultivate a personality around new people and see like what adult version of whatever her name is. And I, yeah. And I think it's also like in the, in at a certain, at the age you guys are at now, I think um, it's easy to be like, Oh, we're over for good. Uh, Because you think like, you know what 10 years will like the other side of 10 years will look like, you know what I mean? Like, or even five years. Sometimes you just, you know, you and a person take a five-year friendship break where you're just, like, kind of not on the same wavelength. But, like, it doesn't mean, like, it needs to be, like, a formal breaking up or a blow-up or anything like that. Or if you have that, it doesn't mean that you can't come back from it. Like, you know, people can come in and out of your life sometimes as you need them or as things happen or whatever. And it's hard because sometimes when I get into fights with friends, like you especially or Heather or someone like that, like, that fucks up my whole week. Yeah. Like, I can't function like a normal person. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I know emotionally that's powerful. Yeah. To have to go through that. So, I I know you've been dealing with that, too. So, call her. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, girl. But, yeah, you know, also, I don't know. I feel like that's – I know what it's like to feel sad or disappointed in a best friend. But I also feel that, like – I don't know, like, if I ever get, like, frustrated with Ed or something like that, I know it's, like, I don't let myself get too upset about it because I know that, like, I've been frustrated with him before and I'll get over it. Or, you know what I mean? Or, like, that it's not symptomatic of who he is as a person in a way that, like, it bothered, like, it's going to bother me forever. And I'm sure he could say the exact same thing about me. Like, it's just sometimes... Like, you go through periods where you're like, yeah, like, this is annoying right now, but like, we've been there before. We'll do it again. You know, it's not a big deal. 
um, ultimately. Um, and it doesn't even have to be something you speak about or harp too long on. Like it's just sometimes it's accepting that like, like anyone in your life, like that's who they are as a person. And you take that with everything else that they are. There doesn't need to be like a remedy necessarily, you know? Yeah. I would say my advice to this caller would be like, give her some space and see if she reaches out. To yeah. Her. Give her space for sure. Yeah. That's always a thing too. It's like, Yeah. See what happens if, like, if you don't hear from her for six months, you know what's up. Yeah, or you might not hear from her for two years and then something happens to her in her life or your life or she wants to reconnect. Like, those things happen. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've seen them happen in my life for for real. Like, they, you know, and, and it doesn't mean things always go back to being the same or whatever, but um, they can. Absolutely. Or have a new, uh, new version in your life. Um, okay, do you want to take another call? Let's do it. Let's do it, girl. Hey, guys. I wanted to provide an update. Uh, I was the sister having the sister issue with the person who sent you the Instagram. Um, It's very interesting that you guys provided advice yesterday because I was having a really hard day yesterday. And then I happened to notice that my question was on the episode and it was like some sort of stars aligning type stuff. Um, but anyway, I really appreciate the advice a lot. What I was looking for, I know you guys asked, well, I wonder what she thought we were going to say. Well, I thought you were going to say I should just let it go. I was wondering if you were going to say that I was being selfish in any way, but you didn't say that, which was nice. Um, and, but I, what I was looking for is alternate perspective that I could connect with enough to let it go. So like, because I value you guys and your opinions and how intelligent you are when you offer advice, I was, I knew that you guys would offer me something that would make me think about it differently so I could let it go. And that's exactly kind of what it's been like. To give you an update about it, um, so she is pregnant. Um, she, I don't know who her uh, boyfriend is. That, and I'm not really concerned about that. Sorry about my dog. Um, and then, uh, anyway, she's pregnant now. Uh, she was not pregnant at the time that I contacted you guys. I think she was still on drugs. Um, since then, I've heard that she's, like, sobered up, I guess. I don't really know how heavily she was even into drugs, to be honest. But she's sobered up um, for the baby. Uh, and she feels happier than ever. She's in a good relationship. Um, so he, the the thing is, is that... She's completely just excluded me, which this is why it's so hard for me is because now she's pregnant. And I'm like, okay, now I'm really going to miss out. You know, like, so I, I know I'm being selfish about this, but it really does hurt. Um, but she talks to my mom, not as often, but whenever my name gets brought up, um, she gets really quiet and doesn't get into it. Um, Molly, I like that you told me, give me your perspective about how you could relate to her with letting people go and how you said that um, it could be a matter of, I don't have any good news to share or I don't, you know, I don't know. It just really helped me understand someone that doesn't operate in the way that I do. I don't tend to block people out. I am a fixer. Um, You really nailed it on the head with her wanting to seem like she could do it on her own. She's expressed that here and there. Um, Also, I think she might have a little bit of imposter syndrome. Interesting that you you thought she was uh, insecure because that is what I see too. But I wondered if you guys would see narcissism because sometimes I wonder. Um, But she really is. uh, Whenever we were younger, I was always the smarter one, you know, um, she wasn't always as beautiful until she discovered makeup. You know, of course, to us, she's always been beautiful, but she's gotten 
far more beautiful since the makeup and like she's gotten some teeth work and there's there's not cosmetic surgery necessarily but she's gotten veneers so she's gained some confidence but I think she's always struggled to find her identity um and she doesn't express herself verbally she's she kind of keeps everything in which I also don't relate to um so a lot of the advice that you offered was really dead on um but I'm just like you Molly I just need some notes <laughs> I need some notes I need to know what I did what did I do what is so wrong you know and I I don't know that I can handle two or four years being apart but maybe this is what's necessary and maybe it doesn't make sense to me but it makes sense to her and uh, it's just real weird. Uh, it, it makes me regret to some extent the energy that I've always put into that relationship. But at the same time, I wanted to do those things. So why would I regret that just because I'm not getting the result that I want now, you know? So anyway, this is kind of long. Um, I hope I didn't leave anything out. Um, I'm still pretty broken hearted, but your advice just really helped and it couldn't have come at a better time. And I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. Christina and I were kind of laughing because like as you're like kind of selling your, your sister out at the end. <laughs> I was you're wondering like, like if my brother called in and was like, I really love my sister, but you know, she doesn't really wear makeup. She's kind of homely looking. <laughs> and she was homely looking growing up. Like, you know, she got some stuff done and like, you know, it's just like, I can see what you mean. She's insecure. Like she never was the pretty sister. Like she was always, like, we thought she was pretty, but like, you know, like just like. <laughs> It was a little bit, it was a little bit rough. Like I, I just, I, I just, I, I felt for her sister there. I'm glad that you've come to some sort of resolution with it. I know it's really hard uh, to see just things go poorly with family. It sucks. It's really, it's really shitty. I don't, I don't recommend it to anyone. Yeah. I mean, like, and it, as far as what to tell you is like, you're, you, you make it seem like you have a choice whether or not your your right. sister loves like you don't have a choice in this situation. Yeah. You just have to wait for her to reach out to you. You can't force it. Nothing that you can do. You've yeah. tried so many things. Nothing that you can do is going to change your sister's mind to let you back into her life. Except it really maybe just is. like yeah. back off. It's unfortunate. It's and unfortunate, it's, but Yeah, I I mean I would I have a sibling and I would hate to miss out on the life of their, your niece. my niece. Yeah. That would kill me. But at the same time, you know, you kind of have to realize that, like, you've done the most that you can with her. Yeah. you ha- The ball's in her court. Like, right. she has to decide to let you back into her life. And nothing that you can do will change that. I think you'll be really happy with the results if you just, like, continue to focus on yourself and, like, stay away from, like, you know, it's it really is. I, I hate to say it because it's, like, a little bit of a easy spiritual kind of thing to turn to but I think it is 100% true which is that like when you're concentrated on someone else it's really just a great excuse to not pay attention to what you're doing and it's um it's I think it's a very common tool that a lot of us lean on like it's Mm -hmm. easier to spiral out about like oh well you know my my aunt is going crazy or like my sister's such a bitch or like whatever it is but I think that those are also things that like just they keep you from working on your life. You know, your sister's not, you know, it sounds like, you know, it sounds like she doesn't like to hear about you because it maybe for a variety of reasons, maybe it makes her upset. Maybe she misses you. Maybe she knows that you're calling podcasts about her. Who knows? But I, <laughs> but I, I will say that it sounds like if your sister is starting to obviously like a little bit upset when she talks to your mom or whatever about you, then, um, I mean, she feels some sort of way about you, which I think you can move forward with in a positive direction. You know? 
Yeah, and you never know, like, her having this child may cause her to rethink her life priorities and, like, who she's let in. And she might need your help. And, you know, you kind of just have to let her reach out, be the one to reach out. And not hold it against her, you know? Like, maybe, you know, there should be an understanding with you where, you know, if and when your sister does eventually reach out, um, you're not going to, like, you're not going to make her feel bad about it. Like, you're just never going to come up. The day she turns around is the day that, like, you just never ask her a question about what it, what happened while you guys weren't in touch. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think because no one wants to, like, I think that everyone fears, like, coming back to a situation where they maybe need to be in a little bit of an apology tour or whatever. And it would be nice if you could be a person that's, like, a retreat from that for yeah. her. Yeah. And I mean, like, this is something that a lot of people need to realize is just, just because you're family with someone doesn't mean that you're entitled to, like, know everything about their lives or, yeah, like, you're entitled for them to share their time with you. Yeah. That's I- a relationship. Like, you don't do anything out, out of ob- obligation just because you're related. No. That's not how you should operate. No. And some families are weird about that, though. Some families really do mm-hmm. raise that sort of codependence and that like you know you know especially you weren't here for the family you missed like one sunday dinner and it's like over yeah and it's like she it does sound like she a little as a bigger sister like maybe i mean the bigger sister is always gonna lose you know what i mean like you're just always gonna be the one that's being a pain in the ass because (laughs) she's probably felt like you've been breathing down her, her throat her whole life yeah you know or breathing down her neck her whole life so she's a little bit like or like maybe people were comparing uh, her to you. A lot. Yeah, it like sounds why like, can't you be more like your sister? It does sound like that. There's a. Uh, it does sound like there's a little bit of a uh, resentment, natural competition between the two of you that you would even like talk about how you know she had a hard time kind of coming into her own or whatever. Yeah, it does imply that there's a little bit of a built-in competition there and. I mean, who wouldn't want to get away from the person that they're low-key competing with? That's true. You know? Mm-hmm. Especially if they have self-esteem problems. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, well, girl, thank you very much for calling and updating. It really does mean a lot when we get updates. Yeah, we love them. Yeah, a lot. So as you guys know, if you've been listening to the last couple episodes, if we reach 500 reviews on the Apple Podcast app, we will uh, we will by the end of the new year, we will do something special for you. Sorry, I'm just trying to remember. It's the Apple Podcasts app, right? Yeah, you can just say Apple Podcasts. It's just if we reach 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts by the end of the year, we will do something special for you. What that is, we do not know yet, but it will be special. Christina uh, wants to share some of our newest reviews that you guys have been doing because you guys actually listened and have been leaving them. So thank you so much. This one's called Falling in Love with Millennials, One Podcast at a Time from Southie Mama. I'm only a couple years older than Malls, and I love how she keeps me grounded with peers that can seem decades apart. She's rigid politically, which is odd because we're practically the same person, but even that fancies me. She's a good egg, smiley emoji. I can't wait to see where she goes. Oh, and you too, Christina. (laughs) Okay. Am I rigid politically? I think I maybe I think a conservative you, person I appear. Yeah, I think it's more or someone we don't know if she's conservative. She might be like libertarian or, you know. No, I'm saying yeah. someone not someone more more conservative like yeah. not literally a, a like a Republican, yeah, but yeah, yeah. someone more politically conservative. I just think when you know what you feel is right, you're going to just stick to that. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe. Or maybe she thinks I'm a Republican. Maybe she thinks I'm a staunch Republican. <laughs> Do you think that's a possibility? Oh, like um, who's that? Who's that blonde lady? It's like Megan Kelly. Oh, t- I can't Tammy say that about like conservative. There's so many Tommy of them. Laren. No, she's a little bit older. She's a lot older. Oh, I don't. Nancy Grace. No, she's just like a writer. Am I Nancy? Am I Nancy Grace? Oh, Ann Coulter. Yes. Oh, yeah. Ann Coulter is not just a writer. By the way, I've had these moments on the pod where we're like trying to figure someone out and they always tweeted us like, I was yelling into my car radio. Yeah. It's Ann Coulter. Like, oh, like, I do that when I listen to other podcasts. They get so pissed. <laughs> like when I like can't, when they can't think of something that's like right on the tip of my tongue. So trust me, I know. <laughs> I know you guys. It's painful. Um, okay. Do you have another one you want to read? Yes. Give me a second. <laughs> There was that one that said this podcast might be good if she had a nice classy voice. <laughs> I that was like one that. of our one star reviews. Yeah. <laughs> uh, love this pod from Savvy L. I have been obsessed with this podcast since my first listen and I'm so excited when a new episode comes up. Yay. Malls is so funny, but also honest and insightful. Thank I you. always finish in this episode. I'm, I'm ready for you to like interrupt me. I'm oh, sorry. It's okay. You can keep doing it. I just wasn't ready for it. I always finish an episode with more to think about. Malls and Christina make an amazing team. And Christina is a bright, interesting person who always adds valuable input to the it calls. True. I work, <laughs> I work in an office and this is a must have for me to get through long afternoons of invoicing. Winky emoji. Oh, love it. Winky I always wonder back at what people who listen to podcasts do because I can't. Like, that's my job. What do you mean? People like people who listen oh, to podcasts are living. At, at, yeah. People who listen to podcasts at work, what they do, because like someone talking is distracting for me. Same. And I also wonder, like, how like are you on? Are you allowed to just be on headphones at work, like binging my favorite murder or something like <laughs> like where like when people are like, I listen every day at work. I'm like. What like cubicle do you work in? Like, is there just like sounds of please advise wafting through your office? Which would be lovely, by the way. I would appreciate that. If you guys listen as a workplace to this show, please uh, reach out. And, I mean, we've heard from people that say they listen to please advise as they like wrap their shift or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I would love to hear from more people if you guys listen as like a workplace because I'm also confused by the I listen at work thing, but for a variety of reasons. Well, yeah, well, you write. So it's like hard to have other words in your head as you're But writing. also just like, are you literally, are we at that place now where people are just allowed to like, you know, freestyle with some headphones at their desk now? Like <laughs> as long as you're putting the data entry in? Yeah, I guess if it's something like a boring job, like data entry, like pe- I, they can look the, the other way as long as it's, it's you're productive. Yeah. You know? Like if that helps you be productive and just kind of like, slant. have you ever tried to like, enter data like in silence it's the most like you want to drive a screwdriver in your brain i don't mind doing it (laughs) because i because then i i i don't i'm never in silence i have something going on all the time (laughs) as i really like quiet i need to quiet the voices in my head molly is what i'm saying yeah that's true music helps me do that um there's one more i want to read okay one more yeah this one's called malls army for life yeah. By GetLow89. Oh, Logan. Oh. Mm. She is the mother I never had. She is the sister everybody would want. She is the friend that everybody deserves. I don't know a better person. I don't know a better person. Oprah on malls circa 2005, 2015. And you know what? I agree. Please advise is the best. 
Um, I love, I love Logan. He was just here. I missed him. He was like, I have like an unpressed, I have like 89 unread texts, which is like never the case. <laughs> That's insane. I know. And I, I just, at some point I started letting them like collect up and then I missed Logan, like telling me he was coming saying like, I'm here. And then like, I said, why didn't you just like call me? Mm. And he was like, I didn't want to bug you. And I was like, Logan, just like call, like, like, it makes me feel like you don't know how much you mean to me that you didn't just like pick up the phone and say like, hey, bitch, where the fuck have you been <laughs> calling you for a fucking week? I wonder if it's not a millennial instinct to like call. No, I think he felt bad that he felt like he felt like um he felt like that was like, he's like, I just didn't want to bug you. Mm. Logan. I know. And I was like, I love you more than that. It'll be crazy. Don't you guys have like matching tattoos? Or- well, they're not. Yes, we have the same tattoo, but they're not like. I mean, oh, you didn't get are. on the same night. Yeah. I think we did. No, no. He got, we were going to, and then he came back and got it later. He got tattoos with my cousin Liz and um, Rachel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rachel got a J. Cole tattoo. <laughs> Wait, of his face or a lyric? The crown. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it, she like no regrets. Like she just wanted a J. J. Cole with that too. Like all right. If you saw someone with a tattoo that said no regrets, what kind of assessment would you make about that person? Um, I actually laugh about it because like I would say that like uh, like fuck regrets. Like Todd and I always used to like laugh about the type of person like that would be at the place in their life that they would need to say that. <laughs> Where it'd be like, you know, like, fuck, fuck regrets. I do what the fuck I want. It's like a person who says that has to say that. Like, because if they don't, <laughs> then like they have no excuse for how they've lived their lives. <laughs> That's fair. They true. have to be no regrets or like they have to face what they've done with themselves. <laughs> and sometimes it's just easier to be like team no regrets. I hope I never get to that place in life. I mean, yeah, I think most of us hope that. <laughs> I think, you know, even the people who say no regrets hope that, but there they are. <laughs> so there's this is that. how I emotionally cope with the poor decisions I've made in my life. I hope, um, you know, our for- former just uh, Jolie Care, she um, she gave me a wellness broth recipe I want to tell you about. Ooh, okay. I hope she doesn't mind me repeating it on the podcast, but I just want to share it with you because I've been thinking about making it because I'm tired. So it's chicken stock. Before you go into it, I do. I was thinking today about you are such a good cook. I am. That you are. You're really good. Thanks. You're like very creative, but like even the like standard stuff you do really well. Thanks. But I was thinking like if I ever got sick, I would trust you to like nurture me back to health. Oh, thank you. Food. I think you would take that on. Yeah. You'd I be love like, to I'm going to drop off soup. some soups yeah. for you, Christina. It's going to be fine. I do make good soups. I make, I would make you like butternut soup and uh, do you like like cream of broccoli sort of things? I feel like if you made it, I would try it. Yeah. Because I, I make it really good. And then um, chicken noodle. Well, I, I don't really do noodles. I just do like a chicken vegetable. Okay. Because I, I feel like noodles can go – noodles can make or break a soup. You can eat very easily overcook them too. That's yeah, funny. that's – yeah. Like if they're the wrong – if they're put in at the wrong time, if they're the wrong texture, if like whatever, they're the first thing to kind of like go when you're trying to keep a soup together. But anyway. Um, the broth. So you start with this a chicken broth and then you mince five to six like cloves of garlic. Like actually that many. 
And you use like I would say four cups of chicken broth, like a box of it. And then you slice as much jalapeno as you can handle. Like usually like a few slices is like enough. But like if you can handle more, do that. Chop up some cilantro if you like cilantro. Um, but I say go for it because like you can't – I mean once you add in all these ingredients. And then um, like lime juice, like the juice of a lime. And you just boil it, let it simmer for a little while. And you drink it like a – you just drink it like tea basically. And it like if it's like spicy and warm and healing and garlic is incredibly healing and chicken broth is incredibly healing and jalapeno has lots of like elements of just like kind of clearing everything up for you and it's just like a wellness broth kind of yeah like anytime you feel like anytime you feel sickness coming on to to just drink it. I gotta try. I'm this. starting to feel like a little bit like a weakness in my muscles, my arm muscles. Uh, so I'm like, maybe I should drink some of that shit. Yeah, you gotta take care of it. You gotta yeah. take care of yourself. I think once after after today is done, I'll be able tomorrow. I think I'm just gonna like fully lay like lay back. Okay. Like eat a dessert, watch a movie. I may like fire sticks and some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So something just popped up in Christina's DMs um, from one of our usual listeners, Kevin, uh, who you may know from calling about his roommate uh, on the recent episode with Ed where he wasn't sure whether or not his roommate should have taken the $170 or whatever, (laughs) and it wasn't really a question, and then he kind of shaded us on Twitter for not really answering his question, even though there was no question. <laughs> Kevin's a regular contributor to the show uh, and an avid fan on Twitter. Um, what what did his DM say? He said, if y'all are recording right now, FaceTime me in because I have a problem and I'm too tired to make choices. Thanks. So I hit him up. Okay, so that's not really how the show works, but we do know Kevin and we do need your calls, so we are just going to go with it. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> Hello? Oh, hey, Kevin. Oh, my God. This is real. Yeah, it's oh, Moss. What's up? It's crazy to get a phone call from 323-450-7408. That's really bananas. I mean, <laughs> here it is in the flesh, baby. You're lucky that Christina was on top of her social media because she and I are recording alone today. And uh, she was like, yo, Kevin reached out. And I was like, let's hit him up. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'm just sitting in a dark apartment at 6 p.m., so of course I'm on Twitter, you know. What, what happened? <laughs> Why are you so tired? Uh, I'm just lazy. Calling it tired is too generous, as if I've, like, done anything to make me tired. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm just, I just have, like, two social functions going on, like, afternoon, evening today, and I, like, changed my work schedule to go to them. But now I'm just, like, laying here listening to Lord. And why, and just making decisions is hard and stuff, you know. Are you deciding which party you want to go to or if you want to go at all? <sighs> all right. I, uh, so one is like a, a coworker's 30th birthday party, like at a bar, people getting drinks. And right. the other is my own roommate's birthday party, but it's at our friend's house. And I'm obviously going to go to my own roommate's birthday party. But I'm debating if I go to the coworker's thing first and it's like, Go to the coworkers things first. Just if you, because if you feel like you have to make an appearance, do that as opposed to have drinks and then get it into your head that maybe you still have energy to go to the work thing, and then show up a little bit too turned to the work thing. Oh, well, it's yeah. I 
I think you could do like a, a little... quick half hour at the work thing. Hi, this is Christina, by the way. Hi, Kevin. Yeah, I, yeah, I recognize your voice. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you can do a quick half hour, 20, 30 minutes at the work thing, maybe do an Irish goodbye so no one knows exactly what time you left. Yeah, or just pop in and say like, hey, I only had time to grab one drink, but I want to stop by. I actually have another thing to go to. If you think the gesture would be appreciated. Uh, well, the the only the only two things that, not even complicated, that just give me excuses, frankly, is that it's like, Sort of. This is all in Brooklyn, Christina, and I'm and it's just <laughs> getting places is annoying, and yeah. so it's going to be especially like, on the weekend. Ah, yeah. Oh, don't get me started. It's going to take like half an hour, forty minutes to get to the coworkers thing, and then it would be like another forty-five minutes to get to my roommate's party. So I'm like, oh god, by the time this all ends, I'm not getting to my own roommate's party until like seven thirty or eight. And it, do like, you know someone you can borrow at like five? half an Adderall from? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh no! I don't think either of my roommates have a stash of Adderall they're hi- they're keeping from me. But no, it's really, also the other thing is that I'm like I'm a little bit miffed at my coworkers right now, and I'm adult enough that I like wouldn't say anything and I wouldn't like bring down the vibe. But I'm like, you know what? Like, there's like 60 people who RSVP to this on Facebook, and I don't know if you're any of like I don't know any of your other like real life friends. So I'm like. Do I need to put in this effort? Do I need to make the appearance? No, and I firmly believe no one notices when you don't show up. I'm like, no one notices the people who. It weren't depends there. on the host. Yeah. I have friends that only notice the people that don't show up. Yeah. Oh shit! Oh really? Oh god! I mean, is this person but, like bitchy? No, 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 not at all. That's. I mean, really, she's no. She's lovely. She's very nice. She really likes working with me. But just recently, like, her manager and other managers have, like, just caused kind of a stink that involved, like, her team and my team. I'm just, like, a little tired. I'm just, like. Well, then do the thing where you just text her and say, I really wanted to make it tonight. I would definitely do so if I didn't have to. I didn't have this other obligation. And because it's your roommate, you can say, like, I have to help set up. I have to, you know. I, I, oh yeah, exactly. Say, That's I what super, I was. Yeah, I just say I'm super involved. I wish you could make it, but I'll be <laughs> have a fun night. My advice was going to be significantly more convoluted. I was like, make a distant relative. Go for it. Go I was going like, to make two distant relatives sign up for Lyft, so you get credit, and then you can get two free lifts, and you can just oh. lift to the places. Instead of having to wait for the train, because that significantly cuts down on time, or lift to one of the places. Uh. Yeah. I know. Uh, I know. But it's just, uh, I'm just late. Really. <laughs> you're just guys, over, guys, you're already over stuff, it. The confounding factor, which is clearly we wouldn't be having this discussion. <laughs> like, I clearly know I'm not going to this party. I just roped in an advice podcast to confirm it. Yeah. Oh. No, it's okay. All right. Question. Question, though. Do we think, like, the, the, do we, do we think it's necessary to convey to like my coworker, like, oh, sorry, I, I couldn't make it. And then two, I'm like, do I do it now in a text or do I just do it like on Monday when I'm going to? No, see I think you do it now in a text and just say like, hey, I really wanted to make it tonight. It doesn't seem like I'm going to be able to swing it. I like have I'm being saddled with a lot more for this roommate party than I thought I would. And then on Monday, if I were you, like 
stop and get her a cute donut or something for breakfast and as like a gesture of good faith because your issue isn't really with this person it's with the rest of her team and you don't like and perception yeah. and if there is any like um lingering weirdness uh in the office in general like maybe it's just a good faith gesture to her to be like yeah like there's weirdness in this office but like you and i both know it's not between us yeah and actually and her actual birthday because on uh because yesterday i said to one of her one of our coworkers, who's also like her close friend like in real life from before they started working in my office. I was like, oh, are you guys doing something like on Friday, like with a cake or something? He's like, oh, her birthday isn't for like a week and a half. Oh, so, yeah. So part of me is also like, oh, we're probably going to have like a cake and do something in the office at some point. So like, I but, think. Like, but I'm saying like that to be able to, like, you, happy birthday. you personally should do something outside of the office cake because there's nothing less personal than the mm-hmm. office cake. Like I'm saying like, I pick mean, her up a you, coffee or I, something. What, there's the nothing personal about the office cake. No, I mean, we're going to get it from like Whole Foods or something. That's really like heartfelt. <laughs> no, you need to do something personal. You need to do something that's uh-huh. not on the company's dime that isn't done on every <laughs> per- person's birthday. Like no one believes that anyone is standing around singing happy birthday at the office because they want to be there and are all just in it for the cake. We're all just in it for the uh-huh. cake. Or like if you're like me and you don't even like cake, you're just annoyed. Like you don't like cake and you don't like the happy birthday song. I it's two things that them. you hate. <laughs> but pick I, her up a okay. coffee or something. Speaking, How is that know, hard? I know. Well, I know. And spe- speaking of cake, my roommate was like leaving to like go set up for the party at our friend's place. I texted the friend like, "Oh my god, did you get a did you get a cake?" She was like, "No, I didn't have a cake at my birthday. I don't think it's important." And I was like, "I really, I was like debating if I needed to like." Like bake a cake or get one or something. <laughs> I think if you can pop like, in, wait and a get... minute, she's she's like gluten and dairy free. She's like, I don't even know what wow. cakes she could eat. And I was like, I was like, oh my god, you're completely right. I was like, I completely forgot she cannot eat most cakes. So if we got a cake, we might just rub it in. I was like, never mind, never mind. Well, so plenty of places cake, cake situations and stressful today already. Plenty of places make gluten free, dairy free cakes uh, in know. New York. You can definitely find a place in New York. Park yeah. yeah. for no, sure. Guys, Brooklyn. guys, lazy. Oh, God, lazy. Let's just let Postmates me get away. With it. It. Yeah, really? post. I I actually think you have no excuse not to post me. It's like a dozen cupcakes to the party. Oh, that's, uh, that's not a bad idea. And we're going to Williamsburg, so if there's any place oh, on earth God. that would oh, have yeah, this a gluten free, yeah, like I'm probably gonna walk down the block and someone's gonna be like, "Hey, you want this gluten free, a uh, dairy free cake, kid?" And you're gonna be like. Oh, No wonder you're dreading the commute because to get to Williamsburg is so like such a hassle. From what part of thank you, Christina? For those who don't know, there's like maybe one or two trains that run to Williamsburg, and often, depending on what area of Brooklyn you live in, you have to pass through Manhattan to get to that train, Uh, even if you're on the same. Yeah, got it. You literally, it's literally. If it might be like. If it might be like three miles, like in a straight line from my apartment to this apartment, if I want to take the train, it becomes like a 15 mile round trip, like out of Brooklyn into Manhattan and back to Brooklyn. And it's just, oh, but I did realize that the bus is not very chic in New York City, but I don't have a problem with it. And I just realized after two years that the bus right outside my apartment goes right outside this friend's apartment. And so I'm like, oh, that's actually quite convenient. Just I'm take like, the I bus. Can't. I know, yeah. I know. So I'm like, so I'm like, I don't, I don't want to go to this other party that's in another part of Brooklyn and then deal with like the G train, Christina. I would have to deal with the G train, which is this dinky two car, 
weekend nightmare of a train to then go to this other party. And I'm like, that's really, uh, you're just rolling the dice on if you're ever going to get anywhere, if you're relying on the G train on a Saturday. Exactly. Any train on a Saturday. But Kevin, so it looks like maybe we came up with a solution for you. Just do something for your work friend on Monday, whether that's like a cupcake or a coffee outside of the boss stuff, and then just go to your friend's thing. Yeah. I love that. That's a good plan. What are you wearing? Um, my, I was literally just like, oh, fuck. Now I have to take a shower and actually go on with my day now. Um, oh, I don't know what I'm going to wear. Because it was supposed to be it was supposed to be on my friend's rooftop. Then like poured all morning. But allegedly uh, the roof is dry. But I don't. But it's like not warm. I don't fucking know. Who cares? Wear, I'm going like, to wear jeans and, and a denim jacket. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to wear jeans and a denim jacket because all I wear now is jeans and a denim jacket because I just found out that denim was cool. Sounds fair to me. <laughs> All, right. All right. Are you Kevin. guys having a good Saturday? Yes. We are. I have to go do the Lifetime, Lifetime podcast in a little bit. So, uh, big, we're I'm a big fan of the Lifetime podcast. You so. are? Well, uh, have you left us a uh, review yeah. on iTunes or Apple oh, Podcasts? God, you're always hustling, MacLayer. You're I am. always <laughs> hustling. That's her middle name. Well, I mean, geez, but I, can uh, you blame me? Um, no, I can't, I can't blame you at all. All I'll right. go leave a review and have and have fun with the rest yeah, of the recording. Yeah, I fucking Thanks called so much you. For the live advice giving. Of course, this of is course. great. Okay, this is fucking. Is this Headspace? Does this, is this how Headspace works? Uh, like you, um, just t- you mean Talkspace? Talkspace, Headspace. I don't know. <laughs> they, they probably they, all. They, yes, this is this is how it works. Yeah. <laughs> this is a try. This is a this is a Talkspace free trial. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All, All right. right. Well, thank you so much, Kevin, for calling. I hope you have a good, uh, good night. And tell us how it works out. Uh, of, of co- I, I'm just going to tweet at you guys. Yeah, duh, of course. <laughs> what if you have the All best right. night of your life? I, I, maybe it's possible. I mean, I'm not going to rule it out, guys. It's not, not you, possible. You've raised my spirit. All right. Bye, sweetheart. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Uh, bye. Bye. Love you guys. Appreciate Love you. Love you too. Bye. <laughs> I, I like, I feel for him. I mean, the struggles were. Here's the thing: New York City subways are terrible on the weekends. No, like just especially leaving terrible, the house terrible. is terrible. Yeah, that's true too. That's like, I mean, like I understand there's the extra added thing. We deal with it a little bit in LA too. Like, you know, someone's having a party on the West Side. You have to know about it two weeks in advance. Yeah, <laughs> you know there there are no pop ups, and like there's there's like a forget it. Like there's like there's a huge just like forget it factor with ninety percent of the invita- invitations you get in Los Angeles as well. Uh, I would say we have unique travel um, situations in both cities, and yeah. in the Williamsburg thing, the train thing is hard. That does suck. It does. It sucks so much. But uh, especially when you just want to get home. But it also just seems like. PSA, like, stop feeling obligated to go out to places, guys. If you feel a sense of dread, don't go. I mean, I did get to... You're not going to put good energy out into the room either. Absolutely. I mean, I did start to get a little bit worried when he was saying basically that, like, there's this office drama and, like, you can't, you know, and I'm just like, don't contribute to that office drama by, like, you know, any by not showing up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if it seems like you're drawing a line in the sand and it's somehow affecting this coworker's birthday now, even though you really have no issue with her, it's that... Lack of a good management from the higher ups. It sounds like in this situation, yeah, kind of got to be the bigger person. But there's a million loopholes here that I think almost anyone could understand. So, it's also your roommate's birthday. Like your coworker gets that, or she should at the very least. Yeah, yeah. Love you, Kevin. Love you, Kevin. Good choices, Christina. Are we done? 
I think we are. I'm basically fucking exhausted and I have to go record this lifetime thing, but I'm so excited you and I got to do a uh a special episode, just you and me. I know. We we haven't done one in a long time. No. And uh this was fun. I know it's not like you know, as happy and jolly when like Ed or like Ronnie comes in, but no, I think it's. I don't think it's a. Uh, I think every episode has its own tone. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Where Sometimes we're, I wish I was more like fun on air. I don't you're know. You're fun. Yeah. I mean, we're what do you? I mean, like, what do you want to be, Jim Carrey? All righty then. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm like that would be a nightmare for me. So, <laughs> and I, also, I would take up too much space in the room with. That you're kind matching of my energy, like, and I'm I'm very low energy today myself. So That's I could okay. see that uh, I could see that I'm not giving you also the best material to bounce off of right now. <laughs> but uh, you're not a very giving partner, mom. Not not today. I'm not. Nope. But uh, <laughs> I uh, I love you. Love you guys out there. And please advise nation. Get ready for Christina's mom to come on. Make sure you call us 323-450-7408. And uh, we will be in touch with y'all real soon. Thanks, Christina. Thank you, Molly. Bye. Bye.